What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, Baltimore. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome to Man in the Mirror with, with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and our fantastic co-host, Nichelle Johnson. Good evening tonight, Nichelle. Good evening, Hezekiah. How are you? I am fantastic. Had a long day, had a long week, had a long month, but we are in a new month. We had a couple of um, technical issues with our portal the past couple of weeks, but we are here now getting ready for some fantastic things to happen for the month of November. I had to throw in a couple of that, a couple of throwback Fridays in there, but that's okay. The word is still getting out. Tonight, we will be discussing I Know Thy Plans. And this is something the Lord brought to me recently for some, again, some things that I've been going through. And, um, he just kept saying, I know thy plans. I know thy plans. We'll be talking about life again as we're going through storms come and go. And as we think, I got this. When really we don't, we become very exhausted. So we need to know the hope that God's got this. He knows life. He knows his. He knows his plans for us, even though when we don't know it. But as always, before we get started, let's open up in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we bow down as humble servants. Lord, thank you, Lord, for lying down last night. Thank you, Lord, for waking up to a day we've never seen before. Lord, thank you, Lord, for traveling mercies over the busy highways and byways. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for love. We thank you, Lord, for grace. We thank you, Lord, for mercy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for just the joy of knowing that you got this, we, the joy of knowing that I know thy plan, the joy of knowing that regardless of what's going on in our life, that we can always turn it over to you. We may not understand, Lord, but we can always turn it over to you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all glory and honor. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And as always, before we get started, if you have any questions or comments, please um Press the number one on your phone, and you will be put in our queue. And about tonight's episode, again, have you ever been on a journey? It seems like it's taking you forever to get there. Hmm. 
Or have you ever worked on a project and it seems that it's taking you forever to get it done? You know, and I had, we know in our head what it looks, what it looks like or what it should be coming out to be. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. When we were younger and you go and do something and your parents tell you, baby, I knew how it was going to come out. Been there, done that. Well, we have a guy that knows our very steps, the number of hairs on our head, and also the plans for our life. Right now, we're you know we're all on a hurricane map. You watch storms like that are like the storms in our life that seems to want to take take us out. Does God know about those storms? Yes, He does. Who's the one who calmed the sea with a single couple of words? He was. You see, God knows the plans that he has for us. Many times we think that we're in the control of everything that's around us. That can become very tiring and stressful. Trust me, I know. When the Lord gave me the scripture, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that was from the King James Version of Jeremiah 29. 11. And I also wrote somewhere, sometimes when we're going through, we need that hope to give us the strength to keep going, knowing that God knows the plans that he has for us. You know, as you know, you know, we're on a hurricane watch, right, Michelle? And, you know, and I'm, I'm watching the news, and at late, the latest thing that came up on my phone also said that, it, you, know, it, you know, it has calmed down. But in the other countries, what, what do, what, as you watch the news, we see all these things that are happening. We see people saying, in some states, they say, you have to leave. One newscaster, and this is funny, one newscaster was there this morning, and she had to tell them physically that she was going to stay, meaning that if anything happened, you know, the state or whomever's in control of that area does not want to be responsible. And that newscaster was putting her life on a line for the sake of the news and the ratings, you know, okay, she stayed. Now, if something would have happened, she would just, you know, you know, hopefully nothing did. But, you know, that's, you know, when people hear these storms coming, they're saying, let's get ready for it. We don't know what it's going to be. Let's head out of town. They're telling you head out of town. If you didn't evacuate by then, head to your nearest shelter. Go somewhere where people will know where you're at. They didn't want anybody to be by themselves. But in the midst of all that, God was just, you know, God is still there in the midst of all of that. You know, he's giving us warnings about different things. He letting things happen. But God is still always there. He's the one that keeps us, you know, when we think we got it together, when we're making these plans for that, they had the plans to leave, some are staying, you know, it's very chaotic. It's almost, um, as they say, organized chaos when you got the people leaving, you got the people staying. But in the midst, can we? Can, it's hard to say that, guess what? God is there in the midst of all that. He knows what's going to happen. He's the one, he's the one in control of the storms. If we think about when the um, disciples were out on the sea and Jesus was napping and they were trying their best to keep that the water from getting in and keep them from sinking. And when they said, Master, and what did he say? 
peace be still. They forgot that they were on the boat with God. They they knew him for three years, but they sometime in their mind, they forget that he's God. He's the one who created everything. He's God in a man form. He is the one that created everything. And as he as he continued, and as they woke him up, all he said was, peace be still. And everything became calm. So when you go back, that was New Testament. When we go back to the Old Testament, um, and Jeremiah was writing a letter to the exiles, he wrote in verse 11 again, for I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Now, that's important. Because today we, you know, we have friends or frenemies, we have family or families. You know, there are, you know, there are people with ulterior motives. But what God is saying right here, and not to harm you. That's important because many times, you know, we got these friends or frenemies that have ulterior motives. You know, they they your friend right now in the show, but you know, they trying to hang around to see what's going on. They, you know, when people say especially if you got an inheritance or you got something special, you know, God gave you something or God bless you with something, they want to hang on your shirt tail to try to figure out, well, how I'm going to get this or how I'm going to get that. But God says he's like a parent. He's like our daddy. You know, we can say Abba, Father, when things are going on. He said, again, I know thy plans I have for you. And just like I mentioned earlier, Many times we think we know what's going on or we think we got it, you know, you know, we got it right. Now, parents are trying to tell you, they're trying to warn you. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea because I've been down that road before. I understand. But our children, for some odd reason, they got this crazy idea that they want to make their own mistakes and something like that. So we just have to keep them in prayer. They don't understand that we are just like God to them. We're just, you know, as in a... Uh, an analogy, not to harm you. We wouldn't say or do anything that will harm our children. But, and that's what God is saying. He says, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. Then you will call on me as we keep going and come. And then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, he's saying you will seek me and find me. What the transition is, when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have, where, where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. So that can, exile can be those troubles, those storms, those things that we were going through. You know, God says, oh, you know, I have plans. I, you know, this, what we're going through was not in God's plan. You know, many times we go through things in life and we're like, how did I get here? Why did I end up in that? You know, I'm going through. You know, that boss is getting on my nerves. You know, those friends are just, you know, not friends. They became frenemies. I mean, I'm just going through. That storm is just around me. I don't know. You know, many times we lose hope. 
um, and when you know, and hope is the thing that we can't lose. Hope thing that we can't lose. Um, there's a scripture I'm going to read, and it says for Second Corinthians four sixteen to eighteen. So we do not lose heart. Though our inner self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for eternal weight, for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. In other words, we don't want to lose hope. We don't want to lose hope because hope is a thing that, you know, keeps us going. We may be down for a moment, um, but but if we but we don't want to lose hope. Any comments, Michelle? I just wanted to um kind of piggyback off what you're saying because, you know, in the last in the last month I believe it's been uh, at my church or doing Bible study, and even on Sunday, um, the message that has been coming forth has been about this being our lives being in line, basically, with you know where the Lord has for us to go. You know, we may we make decisions and things change as we go, but. The Lord declared in his word a long time ago that he knew every decision. God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's a sovereign God. He knows everything. He knows from end to end. And so, like, one of the scriptures in uh, Jeremiah was talking about Jeremiah's call on his life. And so we all have, there's a call that we are moving towards even when we don't realize that we're moving towards it and every decision right wrong good or bad that we make is moving us in that direction and so uh in jeremiah chapter one uh starting at verse four it says now the word of the lord came to me saying before i formed you in the womb i knew you and before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nation. Then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go, and all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overflow, to build and to plant. So God has these great plans. And we know, you know, the scripture that says he has his plan is to prosper us or whatever. So he has these great plans for us. And 
you know, we're just steady moving along towards his plan for us. And so we have to, you know, really remember that in every moment of our life, there there is something that is for my good there. And sometimes it's very difficult to look around you and look at the situation, but we already know we're not supposed to look at what we can see, that we're supposed to look through faith eyes to what we cannot see, but that which we know that God will do because he's not a man that he can lie, that he would lie. So we have to look at everything through eyes of faith and God knowing that every single thing that's going on, and I think we were talking about this on the last show, that every single decision and every single thing that is going on, that it is all within the will of God and that it is moving us towards our divine purpose in him. Amen, amen, amen. And um, I like that. And I'm going to actually look up divine purpose because many people, um, do you, what would you say divine purpose is, Michelle? To me, divine purpose means that purpose which God has set upon our life before we were even, like he says, before he even formed us in the womb. So he has set us on a on a path that's going to grow us spiritually and bring us to this divine purpose that he has. Now, we know that any end is is eternal life, but there's a purpose that we serve here on the earth as well. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to find out because, uh, you know, definition of divine person. Um, divine not, that's a funny thing. It doesn't have anything divine, as, as you said. We're talking about what God is, you know, God's purpose for our life. His number one purpose of, you know, his number one purpose for us. And um, I found something online that says. It says five keys to finding a divine purpose. I'm just going to read the first paragraph and read a little bit from each. It says, finding a divine purpose is not as difficult as you might imagine. If this is actually true, then why do so few people actually achieve this and go through the motions of life without purpose or reason, feeling lost, unfulfilled, and disconnected? The answer is simple. Most people do not like to think. It's too much like hard work. And most people will run a mile to avoid something serious throughout. I hate to break it to you, but if you want to discover your divine purpose, you will have to engage in some thought. If you're serious about this, you will need to accept the fact that your mind has the capacity to give you all the answers you're seeking for. And um, this, you know, just things, it talks about meditation, meditation on the word. Focus on what you love to do, so God will actually give that to you. You know, find a way to help other people. And it just goes on and on. But as Michelle said, 
with divine meaning, talking about God, God's purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for us, but we have to be open-minded and open and say, hey, Lord, you know what? What is your purpose for me? And if you can pray, fast, meditate, and talk, talk to God, he will reveal it to you. He will definitely reveal it to us. He will definitely reveal it to you. And I actually found a verse um, talking about hope. It says, um, Proverbs, the thing about it is Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. It is almost like if you were just lost somewhere for a long time or just going through, and you've been over and, you know, woe is me and woe, woe, woe is me, and then, and then all of a sudden you get some good news. You become, Michelle, you, always be, you almost become like a new creature. You almost like become a new person because now you got hope. Now you know, yeah, I feel better. I mean, I mean, you were going through like those who, you know, looking for a job, looking for a job, and they just down and out, but they still looking for a job. But as soon as that job comes along, they become a new person because they now they have hope. They know that you know what this, what I was going through is past. Things are starting to look up, you know. And that's what that verse is saying. That mm-hmm. verse is saying hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. It's like you wake up, you stand up, you walk straight and tall, and you're ready to take on the world. But, you know, when hope is being deferred, I know that's a trick of the devil. Because what the enemy wants us to think that we are forgotten. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants us to think that, hey, God, does, God forgot about you. Almost like when Joseph was in prison all that time. People forget Joseph was, was put in prison. And he was forgotten. He told them, when you go, don't don't forget to tell the king about me now. You know, he was talking to one of his frenemies because they were friends while they were in while they was in prison. But as soon as they got out in the show, all of a sudden they forgot about him. That's the funny thing. People don't think about that. Yeah, he was telling them their dreams and stuff, and he was helping them. But as soon as they got out, they forgot. They still forgot about him. But it wasn't to the point that you know they needed those. Dreams, you know, there was something going on, and the king needed a dream done. That oh yeah, I know somebody, and they can interpret a dream, and that's how, you know, he got out. But we got to realize that he had to take all of that. You know, his he didn't lose hope, but we got to forget he was there for a few years because guess what? Those frenemies forgot about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I helped you while you was in while you was in prison. Now you forgot about me. But that's what happened. There was a divine purpose on Joseph's life too. He just had to go. He had to go through the process. We don't like the process sometimes, Michelle. No, no one likes the process, and no one likes the process. Everybody looks at a house and like, boy, that house looks nice. But guess what? What about laying a foundation? Yeah. The land foundation. So when the house is built, that house ain't going nowhere. All all it is is a brick of or a layer of cement. So they know, and that cement is probably ten feet thick, three to ten feet thick. So we know that the house ain't going. Now, what about the frame? Don't look like a house now, do it? People talking about it. 
then they start put doing the process of putting all the you know beans in, putting all the plywood on, putting all you know putting everything in step by step. It becomes a process to get to that divine purpose. We have to go through that process. You know, sooner or later, when that house is done, everybody like, oh, I want that house. But they ain't think they ain't see it as it as it was going through. They look at it like, what is that going to be? I'm not, mm-mm, that don't look nice. That don't look right. That looks shabby. But when it's done, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because the process. If you build a house too fast, it may not <laughs> it may not last. If you build that house too fast, it may not last because it wasn't built properly. Anything that's not put together, that's why God takes his time with us. He knows how, He knows us. That, that's why he said, I know thy plans because mm-hmm. he knows us. Sometimes we have to be like that prodigal son. Sometimes we got to go through before we get in our, our big heads that hmm, I think I know it all. It's like I said earlier, our kids always think they know everything. We're trying to, yo, son, yo, daughter, don't do that. Because we already know the outcome because we've been there and done that. But what they don't understand is that we know what we want for them. We want nothing but good for them. And their mind is saying, we're starting their growth. We're starting their life. We don't want them to make yeah. it through. Yeah, we want you to make it through, but we just want to you know, make sure you do it the right way. And that's how God is with us. He, you know, he doesn't want us to lose hope. I know what I, I got you. I got you. I know thy plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. You know, he loves us. He's not like those printed criminies that, you know, they know so much, but they're they not there for us. They're really not there for us. They're there just, you know, to see. They, they, they're those, those, those naysayers. They're lookers. They're like, okay, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. I told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you know, trusting in God. Mm-hmm. Where you got at now? Okay. Mm. Joseph didn't lose hope. Joseph didn't lose hope. He said, where's your God at now? Joseph didn't lose hope because sooner or later, it all turned itself around. And Joseph became a prince. Any comments, Michelle, before we go on break? I just wanted to, you know, agree with you. <laughs> we, I think the the biggest thing that we have to do, you know, as people of of faith, is we're supposed to be people of faith. So as a person of faith, we have to realize that the things that pop up in life you know, you were saying earlier, the devil is busy. His his main purpose, you know, we said everybody quotes the well, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's his main his main purpose, but he does it through distraction. He does it through distraction, and so the more distracted he can get you, the easier it is to move you from the purpose that you're moving forward and and for you to do other things. But as I was saying earlier, 
we have to realize because we go through this thing. First, you know, we get just we get distracted. We get distracted. We get off kilter. We um start going left for a few minutes. And then when we realize, oh no, I went left. I, I fell off and I went left. Let me get back in place. We get back in place and then we beat ourselves up. Because this is the cycle. This is the cycle that we're on. We beat ourselves up because we went left and we and we just know that, that that wasn't what God usually because some great mistakes, errors and consequences come out of it. <laughs> then we know that that is not where right. God wanted me to be. And you know, then we beat ourselves up, but um we don't have to do the pity party. We don't have to do any of that because as soon as you realize you went to the left, you know, maybe sometimes it should be more so, okay, I went to the left. Is it anything I can learn from going to the left this time? What is it that God might want me to get from this or see what's happening here? And let me get myself back back in, in line. And get ourselves back in line, yes, and then take with with us the knowledge of uh, of everything that happened with us, and and how to avoid it, and and uh, have that testimony to be able to help the next person who gets pulled to the left in that same area and doesn't know how to get back, or or sends themselves on a guilt trip because they did that. So, you know, we it it's there's purpose for it. There's purpose in everything. And I think when we start concentrating on, okay, I may I may have known or I know now that this, this wasn't the place God had for me, but what was the purpose? What was the purpose? Was it something showing me a weakness in me? Or is there some lack that, you know, or something that I didn't realize was in me, a seed that I didn't realize was in me, and I need to, you know, pray about that. Like, we we, we actually need to figure that out. We need to figure those things out and then keep moving forward into that purpose that God has for us. And you were talking earlier about, you know, how how do you know what your purpose is or, you know, people speak of this grand quote-unquote purpose but you know how are we to know? But the thing is, the the final destination has already been chosen, and the thing that God wants from each and every one one of us, because He tells us we have this ministry of reconciliation, right? So the thing right. that He wants from from all of us is to go down the path, but don't come alone. Bring some people right. with you. And so a lot boils down to that. So we need to realize that, you know, that purpose that is on our life is going to be where we are able to draw the people, the most people, where we're drawing the people to God. Amen, amen, amen. And with that said, we will... uh, about to take a break. You're listening live with the man in the mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are talking about I Know Thy Plans. Coming from the scripture, for I know thy plans I have for you, declares the Lord, 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Uh, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. And before we go on break, we'll have a couple notes from our supporters, music instructors for all learners. We're Inc. where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 410-370-7105 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.mifalinc.org. That's www.mifalinc.org. Um, we're also having a recital performance fundraiser. Please help us raise money for MeFile, Inc. as we're moving forward to, into 2017. The new year, new year, new musicians. Log into the website again at www.mefileinc.org and go to the Eventbrite. Get your tickets, $25 for adults, $12.50 for children under 13, and we're looking for sponsors to put ads in, in our souvenir program as well. So please check it out, and we hope to see you there. Thank you. Another, uh, another sponsor is the Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent folk at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. And we're going to take a break, and we will be back. Now, let's remember that all things are possible. There is nothing impossible for God. All things are possible. And the anything but usual We know, 
and, you know, everybody thinks this is the end of the world. Yeah, it seems like it's the end of the world, but God knows. God got this. I remember I got a card uh, from one of the uh, a minister that came to the church, and she spoke. She was speaking to the kids, and she said that she got a – talking about the black card, I remember, Minister Tense. And she said there's a credit card, which I didn't even know, that has like an unlimited amount of money on it. And she gave everyone one, and it's like, I got you. Valued until eternity, a card stating that promises of God, when we're going through, this is promises of God. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 3, 31, 6. That's another one promise of God. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. 1 John 4, 4. Another promise. Saying, God saying, I got you, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you, Isaiah 41, 13. And another promise of God, assuredly I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise, Luke 23, 43. And just, you know, this is just to tell us that when we're going through, when we don't understand you know, we sometimes, you know, we got to look at God and say, you know, God and say, what is going on? And then this is when he whispers in our ear, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. That's the part that we have to remember, not to harm you, because as I said earlier, when we have those fremenies, those people that have an ulterior motive, theirs is to harm. You know, they're, you know, they're people in your jobs. That want to harm you. Those are the people we got to be careful of. Any wow. comments, Michelle? I, I totally agree with that. Amen. Yeah, because you know, many times we're on our jobs and we think they're friends. Huh? I've learned personally, you got to be careful of those friends, friend and friendies, because they want to harm you, and they, they got those ulterior motives in their mind. You know, they have an ulterior motive, you know, for no apparent reason. You didn't do anything to them. We didn't do anything to them. How the devil uses people. They don't know it because, they're not, you know, they are in this world. He says, be in the world and not of the world. Of the but world, when we're yeah. in the world, we can't be of the world. They're, when they when they let the devil use them, they are of the world. They don't know it because they're not spirit-filled. But again, you know, when those storms come, we should be able to stay and have the power that God has invested in us. Peace be still. We should have the, you know, the power to say, you know what, God's got this. You know, we should have the power to say, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We should have the power to be able to say, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean out to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. When we quote these scriptures, when we pray, when we uplift the name of Jesus, then, you know, we will know that he He has it. He has thy plans. He understands what's going on. He knows what we're doing. He knows what we're going through. 
And I think we have a caller in, and this is your part of the show, Michelle. So I'll let you take that over. Say the, oh, the caller that we have on the line. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yes, we do have a caller on the line, uh, and that caller is ending in number 0910. Again, caller ending in number 0910. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. Thank you. This is Pastor Erica's family. Hey, Pastor. <laughs> hey, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, normally I'm really quiet and just listening, but um, I just want to say that the scripture is, is very powerful, um, especially when we're going through um, trying times, and we need a reminder that God has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. We may not see the plan, or we may come up against a wall with no too hard for God. He still has a plan. So I really was like, oh, my God, you just really encouraged me tonight. Um, Anyone knows me, I multitask, but I have so many projects going on. And, um, but not just a project for um, other people, but he actually has a plan for you. It's it's Mm. wonderful that you can do all these other things for other people, but at some point in your life, you'd be like, what about me, God? So, I just want to say thank you for um, the scripture and the reminder of God's promise, you know, because sometimes we get lost in the uh, busyness promise for you. So I take that personally, you know, standing on the promises of God. It says, you know, the blessings of the Lord make us be rich and add no sorrow. So, you know, continuing to uh, stand in there, uh, pray and continue to fast, but to continue to encourage. You know, David said he had to encourage himself. And so um, knowing that God has a promise for you, no matter what's going on in your life, um, is encouragement. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep uh, continuing um, pushing the ministry um, that you have Amen. because it is blessing others. Although people may not uh, or come to you and say, this has blessed me, but the word goes out, and when it's planted, it's going to bless them at the time that they need it. Mm, amen. Amen. Yes, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I, I think that, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you were saying because we just have to be able to stand in that mm-hmm. and not, you not like I was saying earlier, just not get distracted <laughs> because it, it, it really all boils down to, you know, moving forward in what God has for us. So we can't even waste time. Like you know, we don't. I don't even think we realize just how insignificant all the foolishness is that goes on here. Mm-hmm. You know, is to us and our purpose. Like it means absolutely nothing. We just have to keep moving in it. And and yes, some situations are are just really bad. Like you know, things happen, and 
you know, we lose people, we lose things, we we you know lose jobs, we lose cars, we we we've lost all sorts of things. I'm sure, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, how much does that really matter? Yes, we love the people, and if we lose them, we're very upset. But you know, how about where we making sure that they had that hope that we have, and that and that they're you know, uh, future was secure in Christ. So, you know, that's what we, that's the big picture. I, I totally agree. I, I also think that, you know, when when we're going through, there's, a, there's the other side of through. You Amen. know, we're blessed to go through. You know, mm-hmm. and every through that we go through, it makes our faith stronger to know if God brought me out this time, he'll do it again. You know, mm-hmm. he don't change. His his character doesn't change. Time may change, but God will never change. And he's consistent in how he does things. And so knowing that I have a consistent God, how many of us have uh, inconsistent people in our lives? But <laughs> the one the consistent person in our lives is God. You know, I can promise you something tomorrow, something may come up. I have to break my promise. Mm-hmm. But one thing about God's promise, it's going to come to pass because he has spoken into existence. And so me knowing, having confidence and, and rely and trust in God's word, it will come to pass because it will not return back unto him void. So it has to set out and accomplish what God says for it to do. So if he says the the blessings of the Lord make us be rich and add no sorrow, well, guess what? I'm looking to be rich with no sorrow. Wow. Amen. Yes. Because I'm going to walk this word Amen. out. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I know that's right. <laughs> yes. And it's kind of funny because we're actually going to, the Lord just gave me this. We're going to do a part two of this. You just, two of this same thing. And you said it already. We, we When we're going through, yeah, that's the first part. But the other side is the other side of through. What goes on after it? You know, we as you said, we're going to go through. But you said there's another part to it. There's the other side of through. You know, you got to get there. You're going to go through it, but then. When the storm passes, that's the other side. You know, people forget about that. Yeah, the storm is big and everything. But when the dust settles, when everything is all back at peace, that means that you made it. Yeah, just like the um, Israelites, they looked at that river and told Moses, like, yeah, okay, what are we going to do now? <laughs> and they still, after God brought them out of, uh, out of Egypt, they were still mumbling and complaining and complaining and mumbling. And they're like, okay, now what you do? Boys are here to be, you know, be killed. And God's glory still shone when the Red Sea opened up and they walked through. And then they got to the other side. And Amen. as soon as they got through, the other side of through, as you said, that's mm-hmm. when the sea closed up and all of Pharaoh's army, Pharaoh was slick. He said, y'all go. I'll, I'll stay right here. Y'all go. So he sent them out because he, somewhere in his mind, he wasn't trusting it. Everybody forgot about that part. He wasn't trusting it. So he sent them to go through, 
and he lost all his men, but they made it through. They made it through the other side of the Red Sea. And they don't talk about that much. They all they talk about, yeah, we got over. God performed a miracle, but we made it through. And as all people talk about, they forgot about that miracle. The Red Sea opened up, them going through. And as they still were wandering around, you know, they were still mumbling and complaining, complaining and mumbling because we as people, we forget. God brings out brings us through this one, and they know we made it through. It's like okay, I'm fine now. And then we go, something else comes up, and then we start mumbling and complaining again. But we have to stop that because He's a God of love, and as the as the verse says, you know, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God doesn't do anything, and people forget about that. He's not going to do anything that's going to harm us. Like I said earlier, our remedies will. But God will never do anything to harm us. Amen. I I, I love the fact I will that want... when we uh, when we go through, it's it's because He's going to get the glory, and that's how mm. we know we're going to make it through. Because He said, "I will share my glory with none other." No one can take the glory for you having your victory at the end. So we know we're going to make it. Because he's got to get the glory. Amen, amen, amen. We're winding down with our last seven minutes. Do you have any closing comments, um, Nichelle? I just wanted to read a couple of uh, scriptures that I had been looking at while we were talking. And, of course, uh, one of the favorites, Romans, in chapter 8, um, 28, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And also, Acts 26 and 16, But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose to appoint you as a servant and a witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you. So, you know, God has, there's divine, we'll be talking about the divine purpose that God has on our life, and, and it and all things, even the, the things, the trials that we go through, they're all working for our good. So all in the end is going to bring something good to us. And we have a, a job to do. We have to be that light. We have to be that, you know, light on the hill to people, whether it's through our testimony, whether it's it's through our, our witness and our, our preaching of God's word, whether it's in, in song. Everyone has their gift, but we, we're to use it to the fullness that God has given it to us so that we might do what he wanted us to do, which is to be a witness to those and bring them, you know, to him to bear that fruit. Amen. 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 Um, well, while you're with us, Pastor, you have any closing comments as we're about to close this episode? Um, I just like to, you know, tell people just to be encouraged. Hold on to your faith because that's what the enemy wants you to do, is to lose 
faith, because mm-hmm. without faith, it is impossible to please God. And it's your faith that's going to get you through. So hold on to your faith. Safeguard your faith um, in your life so that you will lose hope and lose faith. But you have to uh, continue to hold on and, and believe in God and trust him. Even though you don't see his hand working, it is working. The seed has been planted. Um, and it says that don't love northly. So continue to hold on to your faith and believe in the promises of God and believe God. We say it every Sunday, I believe God. So I believe God. I mm. believe God. Amen. Amen. We do, we do appreciate you tuning in, Pastor, for those encouraging words. I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening and joining in on our discussion tonight. I know by plans. You know, just remember, you know, I, I, I'm going to close on that verse. I'm not going to say much because that's the best thing to be able to close on. For I know by plans I, ha- I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and you and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I have carried you into exile. This is Hezekiah of Montgomery signing off, and as always, we'll see you at the mirror. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use Give myself away. I give myself away so you can. Come on, let him know. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can. What happened if a generation embraced this? Come on, tell me. Here I am. Here I am.
prayer tonight. My life is not my own. 